to this morning. Uh, the series is called Jesus, Who Do You Think You Are? Based on the, um, the various claims that Jesus made about himself. And Andrew is going to take us on to the next one this morning. Can I pray for you before we start? Okay. Heavenly Father, we want to thank you um, that you sent Jesus. And we look forward this morning to um, thinking more about what Jesus said about himself. And we want to pray for Andrew this morning, your servant, um, who's unpacking your word for us this morning. And we want to pray that you would bless him as he speaks to us. Uh, you would uh, speak through him into our hearts. And I want to pray for all of us, Lord, that you would give us soft hearts, um, open to you, uh, ready to hear your word and to obey. Amen. 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 Thank you. So we're carrying on our, se our series uh, about Jesus. Who do you think you are? What, did, what and who did Jesus claim to be? And we've been looking at various I am statements, those I am statements that are recorded in John's Gospel in the Bible. Just to take you back and do a bit of revision, um, we heard about uh, Jesus saying, I am the bread of life. So Jesus is the sustainer. He gives us all that we need. And if you remember back some weeks now, Nick um, baked some homemade bread, or maybe it was Naomi baked some homemade bread, and he handed out and gave us a piece of bread to remind us that Jesus is the bread of life. And, he, and we were encouraged to take hold of that bread of life every day. It's a choice that we make, a decision that we make. We also heard about Jesus saying, I am the light of the world. He's the illuminator. He brings energy uh, and, and light into our dark, dark world. And in a week like uh, this week, when we've seen such a tragedy in, in New Zealand and, and shocking events, it's good to remember that Jesus is the light of the world. And we also heard from, from Vicky, uh, I am the good shepherd. He's the caretaker, like uh, the shepherd looking after the sheep. He takes care of us, like uh, the shepherd guarding, guarding his sheep. And also we heard that he's the gate, he's the mediator, he brings us to where we can't come. He brings us into God's presence. And last week we heard about, uh, from Paul, we heard that uh, Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. Uh, he's the life giver, he, bring, he brings us from death into eternal life. And we saw that great cartoon that uh, Chris Pounce had done, uh, illustrating the resurrection of Lazarus, because Jesus has the power over life and death. And, and today we're going to focus on, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus is the leader. He guides us through life and all the challenges and twists and turns that it brings. I am the light of the world. I am the way, the truth, and the life. So I don't know about you, it's very easy to lose your way, to get lost. I want to tell you a story about a couple of hunters that were out hunting, and they got lost in the woods. And one of the hunters said, okay, don't panic, it's okay. It's very simple. We'll shoot three times in the air and we'll wait. And somebody will hear and they'll come and find us. So they waited half an hour. No sign of anybody. No good. We'll try again. So they shot three times in the air again and they waited an hour this time and still nobody came to help them. For the final time they said, okay, I hope that somebody comes this time because I've only got three arrows left. <laughs> it's very easy to lose your way. If you've got your Bibles, perhaps you'd like to turn with me to uh, John chapter 14. 
and the words will helpfully appear behind me, but if you'd like a Bible, there are Bibles at the back. You can help yourself or hand those out. So John 14, starting to read at at, uh, verse 1. Do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, but believe also in me. My Father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, would I have told you that I'm going to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be me, be, me to be with you and, and also maybe where I am. You know the way to the place where I'm going. And Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you're going, so how can we know the way? Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to me except through the Father. If you really know me, you will know my Father as well. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. But Philip said, Lord, show us the Father and that will be enough for us. Jesus answered, don't you know me, Philip? After I have been among you such a long time, anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Don't you believe that I am in the Father and that the Father is in me? The words I say to you, I do not speak on my own authority. Rather, it is the Father living in me who is doing his work. Believe me when I say that I am in the Father and the Father is in me. Or at least believe in the evidence of the works themselves. Very truly, I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing. And they will do even greater things than these because I am going to the Father and I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. You may ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. Never know whether this is working or not, whether to trust it. It's important as we just uh, pause for a moment to reflect on the context of that particular passage of Scripture. This conversation happens on the last night before the crucifixion. It's at the Last Supper during that Passover meal where uh, Jesus shared the bread and the wine with his disciples. Before this, Jesus has washed his disciples' feet. He's predicted that Judas is going to betray him. And he's also predicted that Peter is going to deny him three times before the cock crows that evening. He told his disciples that he would soon be going away And all of this left the disciples confused. It prompted them to ask questions about where Jesus was going and why it was that they couldn't follow him. They just couldn't understand. For over three years, they'd followed him as his disciples, learning from him, learning and seeing him, uh, his teaching, seeing him perform great miracles. They placed their hopes in him as their Messiah. He was their promised deliverer. But still, they didn't understand how he was going to accomplish that deliverance. They didn't fully understand what Jesus meant, and they were really deeply troubled by what he was sharing with them. Jesus explained to them, he said, I'm going to the Father's house. And there are many rooms in that house. I'm preparing them, each one for, for them and for us ourselves. And dear old Thomas, I love Thomas, he has questions. Don't we all have questions? We don't fully understand. 
we, we have to be honest with ourselves and ask those questions. It's okay to ask questions. It's okay to have doubts. And dear old Thomas asked the question that all the disciples are probably thinking, but nobody quite had the courage to ask. How can we know the way when we don't even know where you are going? How can we know the way to be with you if we don't know where you're going? And that's when Jesus answered and said, I am the way, I, I am the truth and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through me. Now some weeks ago you may remember Nick explaining how unusual the words that Jesus used were. I am in the Greek language is a very intense uh, way of referring to oneself. It's comparable with saying, I myself and only I am. I myself and only I am the one. Only I am myself. I am the way, the truth, and the life. These words reflect the very nature of God in Hebrew. It, means, it says Yahweh, which means to be or to be the self-existing one. It's a name of power. It's a name of authority. And Jesus claimed it at his own when he said this about himself. It's also important to remember that that phrase is almost without any tense. It's meant as I am, meaning I am today, I was in the past, and I will be forever in the future, in the ongoing. So I am, I was, I will be the way, I will be the truth and the life. And here in this passage we get not just one I am statement, but three. Three for the price of one. Aren't you lucky today? So the first I am is the way. See the sat-nav picture. So again, Jesus used a very definite article in the phrasing of of what he said to distinguish himself as the only way. A way way is a path, it's a route, it's a a place, a way to get somewhere. And the disciples were confused. How were they going to know the way? Where was he going? How could they follow him? As he told them from the, the beginning, Jesus was again telling them and us to follow him. Do you remember right back at the beginning of the Gospels, Jesus called the disciples. He called the fishermen. He said, come, follow me. I'm going to make you fishers of men. He called his disciples to be followers. He calls us to be followers. And at the end of his life, as he's reflecting on what will come ahead, he's saying, continue to follow me. Follow the way. There's no other path to heaven. No other way to the Father. And Peter reiterated that sometime later he said in Acts, salvation is found in no one, no one else, for there is no other named under heaven given to, to men by which we must be saved. The way is an exclusive way. It's the only path to salvation. And that's what Jesus was saying. It's the only way to salvation. I am the way. In trying to explain to the disciples the way, in trying to explain to us the way, he's addressing our very human nature to know where we're going on a journey. When we start a journey, we, want, we like to know where we're going. We like to have an idea of the roads that we're going to be taking. And that's why so many of us, when we're going somewhere today, dial up our sat-nav or our Google Maps on our phones to make sure we know where we're going, that we've got a path and a route that we're going to choose to follow. And usually we determine we want to take the fastest route, the quickest route. We want to make sure that we're following the right path when we start our journey. Like Thomas, who was asking those questions, we want to know where we're going. Now, when we use a sat-nav, when we choose a route, 
We want to, we want to make sure we're going on the, on the right journey. But unlike a sat-nav that gives us different options for that journey, that we can choose to go a longer route, we can go a different path, Jesus here is claiming, I am the only way. There is only one straight path that will lead you to the Father. No one comes to the Father except through me. It's the only route, he's telling his disciples. It's the only way that we can be certain of heaven. The only way that we can be certain of eternal life. Thanks to Jesus, that's completely free. It doesn't cost us anything at all. It costs us nothing. But it cost him everything. Because he, was, he allowed himself to be crucified. He allowed himself to die in our place for us. He took our place as a sacrifice on the cross. Now in previous weeks we heard from Bicky about uh, the sheep and about Jesus being the good shepherd. Jesus compared himself to the good shepherd and us to his sheep. Now sheep don't choose their own path to safety and protection. They rely on the shepherd to guard them and to care for them. In order to be safe we have to trust that good shepherd and not wander off on our own adventures, taking our own path freelancing away from the sat-nav. How many people think, oh, I know better than the sat-nav, I'm going to take this little diversion and divert here and I can cut through here. And very often you don't gain any more time, very often you lose time. Jesus is being very clear and very exclusive. I am the way to the Father. When we follow Jesus, he leads us exactly to where we need to be. You may read the Bible and you may read about sin. You may hear Christians talking about sin. What is sin? Sin, very simply, is taking and choosing our own pathway rather than the path uh, that God has for us. It's about doing our own thing rather than following the path that, that uh, God would have for us to follow. So we see that Jesus is making it very clear that he's the way to the Father. And by extension, he's the way to heaven. In verse 2, he says, My Father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, would I have told you that I'm going there to prepare a place for you? He says that he's going there to prepare a place for us. And this, and this suggests that after we've completed the journey, this journey of this life, we will find ourselves in a place of rest where the Father is. We will be in heaven with him. So Jesus is the way. He is the exclusive way to heaven. So the second I am is the truth Again, Jesus used that very definite article to emphasize that he is the only truth. In Psalm 119, it says, your law is the truth. In the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus reminds his listeners of the law. And nine times, he's reflect, referring to the law and he says, but I tell you. So he makes a statement about the law and then he says, I tell you. I tell you. And he's equating himself with the law of God. He's equating himself with those authoritative standards of righteousness that are covered in the scriptures. He is the truth. Jesus said that he came to fulfill the law and the law of the prophets. In Matthew 5.17 he says, Do not think that I've come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have not come to abolish them but to fulfill them because he is the truth. Now many people claim to be telling the truth and to be the truth. But only Jesus claims to be the truth. Our good friend Donald Trump claims to tell the truth. He believes he's the truth teller. And that all other politicians and the media are spreading fake news. 
even when the alleged fake news is the direct reporting of what he's put onto Twitter or being recorded saying in a rally or in a, in a, in, in a, a, a press briefing. Jesus is the truth. Each of us is capable of knowing the truth, but none of us can claim to actually be the truth. There are too many things that we don't know, too many things that we get wrong throughout our lives. But Jesus claims to be the truth, and in doing so, he claims to be one with God. The words of John 1, verse 1, set the stage for this very fact, where it says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word, of God, word, word was God. Jesus is the incarnate word of God, and he's the source of all truth. In that one sentence, Jesus is proclaiming, John is proclaiming Jesus as the word. He's the beginning and the culmination of all that's been throughout eternity. To seek that truth ultimately leads us to seek him. And when we seek to figure out what is truth and what is a lie, we can measure it against the words of Jesus himself as the truth. So Jesus is the truth. It's still working, I love it. Thirdly, here's the life. Jesus had been telling his disciples about his impending death and how he was claiming to be the source of all life. The saying also draws us back to the shepherd and the analogy of John. In John 10, it says, The thief comes only to steal and to kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. And I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep. And my sheep know me, just as the Father knows me, I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. Here Jesus isn't only painting a picture of how he defends and leads his sheep, but he's also foreshadowing his death on the cross, the fact that he is going to die. Jesus declared that he was going to lay down his life, and then he was going to take it back again. He spoke of his authority over life and over death. And that authority was granted to him by his father. In John 14 verse 19 it says, Before long the world will not see me anymore, but you will see me. Because I live, you also will live. He gave the promise that because I live, you will live. That deliverance he was about to provide was not a political or a social deliverance, which is what most people were expecting him to bring what the Jews were expecting him to bring. It was a, a true deliverance from a life of bondage to a life, life of, of death to a life of freedom and eternity. In these words again, Jesus was declaring himself the great I am, the only path to heaven, the only true measure of righteousness and the source of both physical and spiritual life. He was staking his claim on the very God of creation, as the very God of creation, the Lord who blessed Abraham and the Holy One who inhabits eternity. He did this so the disciples would be able to face the dark days that were ahead of them and carry on the mission of declaring the gospel to the world. And we know from the Bible, we know from these passages of scripture that the disciples still didn't understand. They still didn't understand what he was going to do and what he would have to do to fulfill the prophecies that had gone before him. Once they did understand, once they did understand the truth of his words, they became changed people. The Holy Spirit came upon them and they would, they would never be the same again and the world would never be the same again because of his power throwing through them. So if Jesus is the way, 
And he's the truth and the life. Why is it that we as Christians struggle so much in life? Why do we endure such pain and heartache? Why do we see so much pain and tragedy in the world? That's because it, life, life here is not the only point. This life is not our ultimate goal. It doesn't encompass the entirety of all of God's creation. This life is merely a drop in the ocean to eternity and it serves as the starting block on the marathon that leads us to our goal and as we attempt to grow closer to him. When Jesus refers to himself as the way, the truth and the life, he's giving us a better way to live our lives through him. He's showing us that through following him daily in faith, he will lead us to a better, richer and more meaningful life than we could ever find on our own. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. I want to pause for a moment and just ask us to reflect on the names of Jesus. There's power and authority in those names. These are not just the, the, who, who Jesus declared himself to be, but also how he is described in Scripture. And there are over 50 different descriptions of Jesus in the Bible. He's described as the Almighty One, He's described as the Alpha and Omega, the Advocate, the Author and Perfecter of our faith, the Authority, the Bread of Life, the Beloved Son of God, the Bridegroom, the Chief Cornerstone, the Deliverer. He is faithful and true. He is the Good Shepherd. He's the Great High Priest, the Head of the Church, the Holy Servant, the I Am, the Jehovah. Emmanuel, God with us, the indescribable gift, the judge, the king of kings, the lamb of God, the light of the world, the lion of the tribe of Judah, Lord of all. He is the mediator, the Messiah, the mighty one, the one who sets us free. He's our hope. He's our peace. He's a prophet. He's the redeemer. He's the risen Lord, the rock, the sacrifice for our sins, our saviour, son of man, son of the most high, supreme creator over all, resurrection and the life. He's the door. He is the way. He is the word, the one true vine. He is the truth. He is Yahweh. He is the victorious one. He is the wonderful counsellor the mighty God, the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. So how do we follow him? How do we respond to Jesus, the name above all names? It's very simple. It's the same way that the disciples responded to him so long ago. They heard the words of Jesus and they believed them. They took his words and they obeyed them. They confessed their sins to Jesus as their Lord and God, they chose to follow the path that he wanted them to follow. They believed that he died to take the punishment of their sins and that he rose from the dead to give them new life. And they followed his example and the command that he left with them to tell others the truth about sin, about righteousness and about judgment. When we follow him in the way, we can be assured of following him all, all the way to heaven. Now, I can remember as a young teenager, 
I lost my best friend. He died very suddenly from a brain hemorrhage. And I can remember being angry. I didn't have faith, but I can remember being angry with God because I'd lost my best friend. And I can remember ranting around my garden, shouting at God. And I can remember a friend of mine then invited me to a Billy Graham mission. And I was so angry I didn't want to go to the Billy Graham mission. And I can remember watching Billy Graham on the television and him just being absolutely certain that he was going to heaven. And I can remember shouting at the TV screen, how can you be so certain? But that's what Jesus wants in, in declaring that he is the way, the truth, and the life. He wants each one of us to know that we can be certain that we're going to heaven. If you haven't made that choice, if you haven't made that decision, then why not talk to somebody today? Why not make that decision for yourself? Have you heard the words of Jesus? Have you heard his name? Have you heard the claims about who he said he was? Do you want to accept that he died to take that punishment for all of our sins and all the things that we've ever done wrong? All the things that we ever will do wrong in the future. All those things that we did when we followed the wrong path. And it's really simple. Starts with accept. Accepting that he died for us. Accepting that he died for each one of us on the cross. When he was crucified, he died for all of the things that we did that were wrong. Secondly, it's about believing. Believing that he he is who he claimed to be. He is the way, he is the truth, and he is the life. And thirdly, it's about confession. Confessing that we've done things wrong. We've tried to do things our own way. We've tried to follow our own path instead of God's path. And lastly, it's about determining to follow a new path, to determine to follow him. And in in following him, that we want to determine to tell others about him, to tell others about the, the way, the truth, and the life, and how we found Jesus ourselves. So it's as simple as ABC. Accept, believe, confess, and determine. Now, many of us have taken those steps. Many of us have made that decision. But actually, we need to continue to make those decisions. Every day, we need to continue with our ABCs. We need to continue to accept that Jesus died for us. We need to continue to believe that he is the way. And we need to continue to confess our sins and determine to to follow him and share with others how they can follow him too. And maybe we need to help somebody else through their ABCs. Maybe we need to help somebody else that we know, a family friend, a neighbor, somebody at the school gate. Maybe we need to just help them find the ABCs. But it doesn't end there. It really doesn't end there. In John 14, verse 12, it says, Very truly, I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing. And they will do even greater things than these because I am going to the Father. So we who believe in him, those who have confessed and determined to follow him, he's saying that we will do even greater things. Because we've made that choice to follow Jesus Because we've chosen to believe, Jesus says that we'll do even greater things than him. Greater things than turning water into wine. Greater things than healing the sick. Greater than helping the blind to see, or the lame to walk, or raising the dead. Now the greater things that the Bible is talking about here, and that Jesus is talking about, are not just 
doing these things, but doing these things to a greater extent than he was ever able to do. Jesus was one man, and he called 12 disciples to follow him. He drew them from different walks of life, and he taught them for a relatively short period of time before he was crucified. But Jesus left those 12 disciples with one great final commission, which speaks to the extent of the greater things that are being done by those who believe in him. And he calls us in the same way to that commission. When Jesus came to the end, this is from Matthew 28, as I'm sure you know, and said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. And surely I am with you to the very end of the age. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And he also said that we will do even greater things because he was going to the Father and we have chosen to follow him. That's me done. Thanks, Angie. That's been really helpful. Um, We've got a couple of minutes, which I think is great because it gives us a chance just to not just sort of rush off and forget everything that we've heard, but just to take a couple of moments. Um, So what I'm going to suggest we do for two minutes um, is 